podcasting from Chico, California, tucked in between some of Northern California's best freshwater fisheries. This is the Barbless Podcast, a podcast about NorCal fly fishing, guiding, fisheries management, and sustainability. If you have ideas or any questions for the show, leave the guys a voice message on the Barbless Podcast hotline, area code 530-636-2523. Also check out http colon slash slash podcast.barbless.co, where you can download past episodes and show notes. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at barbless.co and connect with them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash barbless.co. Here's your hosts, Chad Alderson and Nick Hanna. Fish on. Hey, welcome to everybody to another episode of the Barbless Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Hanna. I'm with Chad. Chad, how we doing, man? Pretty good. Just got back from Truckee. You ripping some lip. Yeah. Lip rip it. Yeah, I went up there for the uh, the Truckee Fly Fishing Festival hosted by Matt Heron. It was the first first uh, year he did it. He had a killer turnout. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, also got to hang out with Matt or Mike Anderson out of the Reno Fly Shop. Uh, him and I went to the uh, the LT, a.k.a. the Little Truckee. Is this the same trip that you bapped your knee on? It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I always seem to do something stupid f- in front of the, the Reno like, guys. And I feel like this, in one, my, this our, trip was no exception. I feel like in our arsenal of, you know, our, our quivers of whatever it is, fly rod, reel, waders, we need to have knee pads. Or common sense. <laughs> <laughs> common sense. Um, yeah, so I was. we, we went to the LT, and um, we fished at the LT at actually uncharacteristically high flows. It mm-hmm. was like 500, 550 CFS. And it's normally um, around a hundred and lower, often. Nice. And it and it was uh, balls cold, super cold. It was like nineteen degrees. So I get there the in the morning, flows. and I haven't I haven't fished with with Mike before, but I get there, and um, you know, meet him at the at the Boca, uh, Res- Boca Boca Reservoir, and we drive up um, to the LT, get out, and uh, we fish an area that's that's on the kind of like the lower section of of the lt almost at the in inlet actually and um get there i'm like all bundled up i got gloves on and everything and he comes around and he's not wearing gloves and i'm like dude it's 19 degrees <laughs> you, you reno guys are crazy he goes oh it hurts for a little bit but it's all right <laughs> he just he likes the dexterity in his fingers you know so but we we ripped some lift that day and you know at one point because uh, the flows were so high um i was trying to see around this big brush and i so i like got up on on this uh big log that had kind of fell tree over the over the 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 river and i've got cleats on so i figured you know i've got some traction and i start to kind of like walk up this this log you know like something you do at 18 not when you're you know pushing 50 and of course it was you know morning i didn't factor in the morning or the dew or the ice (laughs) i hit the ice and it was like my i just did the splits and hit the hit the log (laughs) just completely crush anything else dude i crushed my knee on the same spot where i i wiped out on a dirt bike many years ago and and hammered hammered it and now you know it's been you know a while and it's still all swollen and and i don't know how much our listeners are going to appreciate us talking about the lt the LT, uh, that's pretty common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. that's all yeah. right. We'll just we'll be um, we'll be 
eliminating our but anyway um so i guess in the future back to the uh, the fly fishing festival nick um <laughs> so the there we, we've got a two-parter coming up so there this is going to be a couple hour uh two-part episode um i'm not sure what episode number we're going to put on it yet but the uh you know the first first part is about um just going you know post post fishing with with mike anderson uh, we did an interview with him and on the water episode sat down on the the big T the big trucky um, just basically broke down everything from state line um, all the way to the terminus pyramid. the terminus yes uh, in pyramid lake cool um, so you know Jordan Romney when we had him on he talked about everything from Lake Lake Tahoe all the way up to basically state line so if you listen to those two episodes now you'll get a you know the entire stretch broke down for you uh, you know fairly well. Um, and speaking of Jordan Romney, he was there at the, the, uh, fly fishing festival and he had a, uh, he had a really cool, um, business that he started with his wife. Uh, it's called drift outdoors. So he's drift on the fly. They started drift outdoors and they're kind of like a glamping outfit. So you can get a, you know, you hire them, Super they'll come cool. in, pop up killer, these teepee looking things, but they're not teepees, man. They're huge. And they've, they've got like queen size beds kind of like other t- stuff. tight line outfitters that we yeah. do in Idaho. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, but more, even I think more that's glampy. the future of just totally. getting outside and recreation. Yeah. And uh, so this first episode you're about to hear, um, we interview, we interview Jordan and his wife, and then uh, I do the on the water with with Mike. Cool. Let's listen. Hey, this is Chad Alderson. I'm on the um, Glenshire Fishing Access in Truckee, California, with Matt Heron. Matt's been on the show before. Matt's got a. Uh, a festival that he just started this year and it's going to be ongoing it's a trucky fly fishing festival uh matt welcome can you tell us a bit about the show or about the show about the uh the event absolutely yeah thanks for having me um so this is the first year of the trucky fly fishing festival we're really excited to be putting this on um my business matt heron fly fishing and tbid which is the trucky tahoe tourism uh, excuse me business improvement district have partnered on the festival and we've had a great turnout so far this morning actually better than expected for the first year yeah it's been crazy it looks like um you guys are having an aerosmith concert here <laughs> i don't know if i go that far but appreciate it you know we have uh 12 vendor booths everything from local nonprofits to sims and sage costa some of the heavy hitters you know john sherman's here john sherman is here with his sims bus and that's definitely one of the highlights of the uh you know program so far well, cool. And it, so the events, uh, you got, we got some instruction today. There's been, I saw a streamer thing. There's also a, a check nymphing session going on this afternoon exactly. and then film festival. Yep. The fly fishing film tour is this evening. Uh, the doors are going to open at five. The show starts at six. And the cool thing about the film tour tonight in town is, um, almost all the proceeds are going to cast hope our regional Reno Tahoe, cool. um, you know, cast hope program. Great cause. It's a great cause for good kids. Uh, so I, I'm very familiar with the program today, but can you explain what's going to go down at five? Like I know there's a film festival, but yeah. So, th- so the film tour starts at five. That's when the doors open. So we'll have 150 tickets. Hopefully we'll be sold out. We're blowing through them like crazy, but uh, logist of it is, we'll have um, about an hour of films, we'll have an intermission and then an hour of films. But throughout the doors opening at five and finishing, we're gonna have a hosted bar, you know, all the proceeds going to Cast Hope, but we're gonna nice. have a normal raffle and then a silent auction raffle with some pretty big ticket items that we're excited to uh, to give to people. Very cool, I need to pick up a couple t- tickets for that tonight, so. We got you well, covered. Well, cool, well, uh, this episode's all about the, uh, the, the, the fly fishing festival here in Reno, or Reno. 
Trucky, man, I'm not doing good on this. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> it's all about the uh, the, the, the uh, event here in Truckee. So take a listen. There'll be more soon. Hey, guys. Welcome to a on-the-water episode of Barbless Pike Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Alderson. Nick Hanna is in Chico. They couldn't get out of town this weekend, so I came up to uh, Truckee, and I'm at uh, Matt Heron's um, event here in in uh, Truckee, his first one this year. Solid, solid show. There's been a lot of people that showed up, so the turnout's been great. But I've got Mike Anderson with me today from the Reno Fly Shop. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, Chad. How are you doing today? Good, man. Uh, well, first first off and foremost, we usually ask where you've been fishing lately, but I know where you've been fishing because I went fishing <laughs> with you this morning. Yeah. And we went to the LT and uh, got on some fish. It's fun. Yeah, even in high flows, it's still fishing really well, so it was yeah, nice. Man. And we, uh, I went with Matt, Matt Heron yesterday, and, you know, it was, we had a big, big water uh, a couple days ago come through, so everything was up pretty high. I think it was pushing at like 22, 2200 yeah. CFS or something like that. It's a little muddy off color, but today, I want to get Beautiful. out there. Steelhead green. Dude, totally. Well, um, when we had uh, Jordan Romney on in a previous episode, we basically covered the California line or the California side of the Truckee. You guide uh, also the California side, but you really focus on the, the Reno side and mm -hmm. all the way down to Pyramid. So what I wanted to do is just basically pick up where I left off with, uh, with Jordan, which was, I believe, the Glenshire Bridge, right? Um, is this, this is Hirschdale? This is Glenshire. Okay, we left off on the Hirschdale. Sorry, I, get okay. the, I always get the two backwards. So we, we left off on, on Hirschdale, um, and I know that you've, you know, you fished basically, you've been guiding for quite a while and you've, you've fished from there all the way down, uh, all yep. the way down to Pyramid. And, you know, the way I found out about you because I follow you on, on Instagram and you do the, uh, the fly, the Reno fly shop reports for Pyramid Lake all the time. So I just like, I constantly watch those. So you're doing a great job on those, those things. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, why don't let, let's, let's start from, uh, the state line, which starts in Verde and then goes down to Pyramid. We'll end, we'll terminate much like the river does yeah. in, in Pyramid. So can we just like start out at, and we'll call it, you know, Verde's like mile zero from the, from the border, from the Nevada, California border. Yeah. And we'll just kind of like work, work down and let the, let the listeners kind of get a good overview of what to expect on all these fishable, highly fishable sections of water. Totally. So um, like Jordan was saying on the last, um, on your last podcast that, um, the Truckee goes into a Canyon section. That Canyon starts in Hirschdale from Hirschdale bridge and then goes all the way down, um, through the Nevada border and then kind of ends around East Verdi. Um, that section is very similar to how it is on the California side. It's steep. It's a lot of pocket water, a lot of plunge pools and a lot of kind of, um, slow moving runs. Uh, fishes very well um, in the uh, summer because it's a lot of oxygenated water so the fish can um, revive nicely after you fight them and all of that uh, and it typically stays a lot cooler because the walls of the canyon keep the sun off of it and oxygenated as well I'm exactly sure. what what you know in terms of like rigs and tactics um, what do you what how are you approaching the canyon fishing versus like you know if people are fishing the California side is do you guys change it up or how does that work yeah, so Jordan said that he carries a bunch of rods and uh, 
uh, that's that's awesome to cover all those styles. Um, I, I typically carry two rods. I have one that's uh, ESN that I can also switch over to uh, dry flies, and then I carry one that I can do an indicator rig or streamers on. So where Jordan likes to have four rods, I do two, and I just I'll take the time to change. So you know, as you know, I haven't been fishing that long, and I am not familiar with the, the that acronym ESN. What does that stand for? That stands for Euro Style Nymphing, high oh, sticking, check okay. nymphing, all that. Which I do a lot of. So ironically, I don't know the, <laughs> <laughs> what that means. It's a yeah, a junk drawer term for you know the Czech and French and Polish. All, all right, the I like that because I always get them confused anyway. So it's good. Okay, sweet. Well, so so Verdi, and then am I saying it right? Is it Verdi or Verdi or Verdi? Verdi. Yeah. Okay. So then once, once you get, uh, you know, at the state line, there's, there's Crystal Park Peak and then there's Dog Valley Bridge, um, you know, roughly, what, a couple miles below? Yeah, it's probably about, about five miles from state line is Crystal Peak Park. Um, that section is uh, great for a new, uh, a new fisher. Um, the, the state stocks it heavily. Um, typically, they'll do three stockings a year, usually about 5,000 fish apiece. Uh, great spot to go learn, cut your teeth, catch some fish, have fun. Um, there are a bunch of big wild fish in there. So state line up to about Crystal Peak Park used to be called the trophy section. It had its own special regulations. Uh, they got rid of that a few years ago, but I mean, the fish don't know that. The, you know, the trophy fish that they were protecting in there right. are still there. So Mike, how does, you know, if, if I'm thinking of this at a real high level, um, the, the Nevada side of the Truckee River, what are the major chunks of that? How, how can we think about those major chunks of the river? Because I know like Reno's smacked out, Reno, the town of Reno's right in the center. How does yeah. that break down? Yeah, we, we break it down into kind of three sections. So you have the, the canyon, which exists from the California side and goes down and uh, is to about uh, Mogul, somewhere around there. Um, and then from Mogul, or really Mayberry Park, uh, to Rock Park, that's gonna be the Reno section, the town section. And then from uh, Lockwood all the way down to Wadsworth, which is the extent of the Truckee River that we can uh, fish because the rest of it's going to be Paiute uh, Indian Territory. Um, so that would be the, the east section of the river. And they okay. all fish very differently too. Okay. Well, cool. Once we get into each section, maybe we can talk about the, you know, the, the different, obviously it sounds like the tactics are, are different depending upon what section, major section you're in. So we'll yeah. get into that in just a sec okay so then once we're you know in the in the town of reno there's quite a few it looks like you know based on my reading there's quite a few sections there. It's mayberry park uh i can't say this right doros drockster <laughs> man i i've butchered a lot of stuff and i know listeners that have been listening to us for a while know that i butcher a lot of stuff but that's i think the most epic butchering i've done to date um there's chrissy uh park all the way down to rock park can you just kind of like talk talk through those a bit yeah so uh department of wildlife uh has done a really cool job with the that city section is that they have so many parks i mean you know 12 to 15 parks all along the Truckee river in that section so really good easy access um it's a the section of the river that they stock very heavily um and then it also has some of uh some of the biggest wild uh rainbow and brown trout that um, come out of the out of the Truckee River are are through the the town section. Um, you do want to be aware that you know there are homeless people and uh, it can get a little rowdy. But other than that, I mean the fishing can be incredible. It's like the lower sack or low flow feather. Exactly. <laughs> we, we know what that game's about. 
<laughs> so um, yeah, Mayberry Park is probably one of the, the most popular parks uh, because it's again, stocked heavily, but uh, it's another spot just like Crystal Peak, like we talked about before that you can just go there as a beginner and just hook as many fish as you'd want. Um, as, you're, as you're going down to uh, Durockster, that's when you're really starting to get into uh, the actual town uh, of Reno. And then once you hit Christy Collin, Ivan Sachs, Idlewild, uh, you are in the heart of downtown Reno. Um, I mean, there's a lot of times where, you know, you can catch a 20-inch brown trout right under some of the skyscrapers from downtown Reno. Um, that section, too, it starts to, to, to flatten out. So we've left the canyon. The, the, the steepness of the river has leveled out some. It still has a lot of pocket water. Uh, not so many plunge pools anymore, more of a pocket water into a run, into, um, uh, into riffles and pools and, and everything like that. Um, once you get out of the canyon too, you can start playing around a little bit more with, um, with indicators can be a lot more, um, a lot more effective. Um, and then streamers can be really effective too, since, uh, there's a lot of really big fish in that section. So then once we're out of town, um, you, you hit Lockwood now we're just for the guys listening and the girls listening, hopefully, um, we're at mile 22 from the from the uh, the border so we've, we've come down uh, quite a ways down the Truckee so tell me about you know Lockwood on down to uh, the termination into pyramid yeah so uh, that would classify what we call east of town uh, east of town is very um, it, it doesn't have a lot of gradient to it it's pretty um, stagnant pools a lot of frog water um, the Nature Conservancy which is an agency in town uh, has gotten a government grant to go in and uh, do kind of like a stream restoration and so oh that's cool yeah there are sections of it from Lockwood um, until about probably Patrick um, that is the actual what they call the Nature Conservancy um, otherwise uh, out east is usually marked by really um, steep banks flat bottom just really channelized so you really got to focus on the sections of the river that they've dropped a bunch of rocks and and you know rebuilt the stream bed and all of that um, that can be a really good section for streamers. Um, mm. It has a pretty low fish per mile, but the fish that are out there are all trophies. Big boys. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And just so, uh, you know, for the folks that haven't really fished the Truckee much, especially on the Reno side, what would you classify as a trophy fish on the, on the Truckee side? Usually. Or like, on the Reno side. Yeah, definitely. Like 20 inches and over is definitely yeah. a trophy. Um, I mean, there's there's fish in that river from shockings and from, from guys catching them that are over 30 inches, so, yeah, so they get some, big. There's some big boys. Yeah. Uh, and so you keep going down um, into, like I said, Patrick. Um, beyond that, we're gonna start getting into more carp water, more uh, just warmer water. Um, again, the fish are still going to be in it, but as you get into that warmer water, obviously it's harder for them to survive. And so you get a lot of more, like I said, carp and warm water species. Um, I've seen a couple smallmouth pulled out of the- Yeah, that was my next question. The eastern section, there. yeah. Huh. Not enough to like really, you know, key in on a fishery, but uh, they are out there for sure. Um, and then uh, I-80 goes over the river one more time as you're heading to Fernley in the town of Wadsworth. And that's basically the, um, the extent of the fishable water that we have as, as guides and um, okay. all, that goes into the Paiute territory from there. Okay. And then, okay, so that brings us to the pyramid. 
and that's where you that's where you take a lot of you know a lot of clients and you fish quite a bit sounds like you're kind of like the horse whisperer of that area so can you talk a bit <laughs> about that yeah so uh pyramid lake's a whole different monster um, it fishes more akin to um surfing from or uh, excuse me fishing from the surf like you would do in in santa cruz or oh, wow. um, something like that uh, it has some days where you know there's no wind it's dead calm or you know it can have 100 mile an hour winds and it's four or five foot rollers and that sounds like fun yeah it, it gets it gets a little rowdy out there that's for sure and it gets and, oh and and you it's kind of like a non-standard season so what what are the seasons there on the pyramid yeah so it opens october 1st and okay. then closes uh june 30th and that's just to keep the uh the fish healthy uh the pyramid is a very warm lake in the summertime it'll get up 75 degrees 80 degrees and uh you don't want to pull a fish into that and release them. They'll, they'll die pretty darn quick. So um, Pyramid Lake is a terminal lake. The Truckee River dumps in on the south side and never exits. So it's uh, it's salty like the ocean, and it's also alkali, which means it is really tough on gear. You're really going to want to make sure yeah. that after a trip, even your waders and boots, you're going to want to rinse them, wash them off, uh, specifically your reels. The drags will rust within a week oh, wow. if you're not really, really on it. Yeah, just I would just treat it like salt water. Yeah, so um, the the uh, the species of trout that are in that that lake are especially adapted for that high alkaline as well. What can you talk about the Lahontan a little bit? Yeah, so those are Lahontan cutthroat trout. Uh, in the lake right now, there are two subspecies in the lake. You have um, what are known as the contemporary pyramid strain, which are um, the the fish that the tribe has been stocking in the in the lake. And then you have what are called the pilot peaks. Uh, the pilot peaks are the fish that are reaching the 20 plus pound range. Um, and they, they just look been, like salmon basically. Yeah, they're, they're monsters, <laughs> it's so cool. Very cool. So in, in terms of um, tactics rigs, I mean, I've seen everything from people standing on, on the shoreline and fishing off rocks to boats to um, ladders, which I haven't seen used anywhere else that I'm aware of, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't been in the game that long, so. Yeah, so um, ladders are a tool, and they're they're really um, they're a really good tool when the when the water's you know four foot rollers, and uh, it's just impossible to really cast when you're up to your chest in water, and a four foot roller's coming in, and your arms are extended way up, and you're trying to cast. So and your your rod's frozen, you're palming your hands. <laughs> yeah, especially in the yeah in the January, that's it's tough, but. Uh, um, yeah, so you have to, it just gets you up out of that, that water so you can just do more, more of a normal cast. Um, a lot of the times though, the drop-offs at Pyramid are so severe where you could be standing up to your calves and if you took another step, it would drop down 10 feet. Oh, whoa. In that case, you don't need a ladder. Um, in, in actuality, you'd probably spook more fish than you would, it would help you catch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we're doing is uh, integrated shooting heads, um, basically a sinking line that you can hopefully cast out 80, 90, 100 feet is the goal. Um, and then letting it sink, uh, depending on if the fish are suspended, you can count that line down to you know 15 feet or wherever they're at. So you, you let, talk about that a little bit because I'm you know I the every every type of, of sinking line's got a different sink rate, um, and as you count, it falls through the water column at different speeds. Right. Um, kind of can you break that down a little bit yeah you know, for and, sure. and how you guys fish it specifically so you have a there's a, a difference in lines you have 
uh, weight, which is what is used to activate the rod, and then you have density, which is the floatability or the sinkability of the line. And so out there, we're using typically uh, type five, type six lines, which are six to seven inches a second sink rate. Okay. And so after you cast it, you can start counting one, two, three, so for four seconds, I'm already down two feet if it's a six inch per second sink. And so if I want to get down, say, 15 feet, because that's where I think the fish are suspending, I count to 30 and then start my retrieve. Or leave a post on Instagram. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> look at your phone. And Don't ever look at your phone when you have a bobber on, right. too, because it'll go down. <laughs> of course. But, uh, but yeah, just yeah, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, just pass then, the time. Yeah, and then start your retrieve. And they hold pretty well. So if you count it down to 30 seconds and you start your retrieve, as long as you're not just bringing that in as fast as you can. It'll hold pretty well at the depth that you can. And then how, how fast is the retrieve out there? Is it pretty slow? You know, it depends on the day. You know, there are days where they just want a slow hand twist and there are days where you go double underhand and just no stops and just oh, going wow. as fast as you can. Typically what I like to do is like a three count, strip, 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 pause, pause, pause. And they're, you know, foot and a half, two foot strips. And it, are you guys fishing scuds out there? So. We're going to be doing typically uh, basically woolly, bu woolly buggers, worms, uh, woolly worms. Uh, you're doing uh, the booby fly or you're doing the beetle, uh, which is a floating fly that you put on your sinking line. And it's got the little legs out the on each side, just one set of legs or no? No, you can do marabou out the side, uh, okay. but typically it's just foam chenille done. Oh, wow. Super Easy simple tie. fly, yeah. but it just it slays out there. It's great. And then uh, we also have the, the floating line that you can do, and that's with or without an indicator. Um, and that's where you're fishing balanced leeches or coronamids or anything like that. Um, and that's where um, it takes a little bit of time to kind of learn those drop-offs and how deep they go. Because mm -hmm. if, you know, if I set my indicator at nine feet for every beach, well, there's some beaches where my flies are three feet on the ground, and there's other beaches where I'm you know, 15 feet off the bottom. And that's, that's when a guide comes in handy because they can kind of demystify that stuff quickly for you and also um, take you to where the fish probably are holding right. as well, right? Exactly. Um, so when you, when you hook up on one of these, these huge, you know, 25 plus inch, 30, often 30 plus inch fish, what, what the hell do you, I mean, do they, <laughs> how do they fight? Are they, are they kind of lunkers or did they take off or? You know what, uh, I've, I've kind of told people in the past that they're kind of like a wet sweater at the end of your line, that they're just heavy. But <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, this year that's not been the case. Really? This year I had a client with, a, we caught a 12 pounder on Thursday and it lit him up. It went for four different runs into his backing. And I was like, wow. oh my gosh, we're talking a 25 pound fish. I was like, I was so happy. <laughs> it was still a great fish, but we got it in. We waited, it was 12 pounds. I was just like, man, first, I mean, that fish was just hot. That's pretty nutty. And then, so how heavy of tippet are you guys running out there? So we're gonna do anywhere from uh, 10 pound to 15 pound fluorocarbon. Okay. Uh, fluorocarbon so, for the abrasion resistance. And they're not two liter shy then? No, not at all. I mean, you could have that two feet from the end of your fly line Yeah, because and they don't care. That's usually what we have for streamers, you know? Yeah. For, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, they okay. don't mind at all. They're, you know, they're, they're the apex predator. There's nothing out there that eats them uh, other right. than bigger cutthroat, so. And are, are there bait, there's bait fish out there too then? Yeah, the tui chub. So okay. yeah, tui okay. chub's the bait fish. There's also uh, kiwi, which is an ancient sucker fish that is protected by um, uh, the federal side and also by the tribe. So if you hook one, make sure to release it nice and healthy. 
Uh, there's also Sacramento perch. If you catch one of those, bonk them on the head. They taste really good. Um, and then uh, down in the southern part of the lake where the Truckee enters, every once in a while, if we get a big flow like we just did, you can find some rainbows and brown trout in there, but they don't stay. The water's too alkali. Okay. They'll take off. Huh. Well, um, I think we covered everything pretty well, and I wanted to like give our listeners an opportunity to follow you on Instagram, book you on guide trips. How do they do that? So, yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is mt underscore Anderson, and that's Anderson with an S-O-N. Uh, you can also go to um, the at Reno Fly Shop, and uh, like uh, Chad was saying, I do the Streamside Report, so there's always a video of me on there, um, and you can just follow the, the links in the tagging. Hey. Then you can always reach me at the Reno Fly Shop phone number, which is 775-323-3474. And you guys also have a podcast out of Reno Fly Shop. I think it's the Reno Fly Shop podcast. Correct. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, we have and a Reno Fly awesome. Shop. And it's awesome. If you guys are looking to figure out the Reno side or the, uh, yeah, I guess the, uh, the, the Nevada side of the Truckee, definitely get on that podcast. Um, they, cover, they have some great guests and cover a lot of a lot of great tactics and and, and uh, related info yeah well thanks again mike for taking me out this morning had a great time and thanks for being on the show yeah thanks for having me it was a blast this podcast would not be possible without support from our sponsors fish bio and amped up bill Fish Bio is a consulting firm that offers a fresh approach to fishery science. They specialize in fish research, monitoring, and conservation with innovative uses of technology and communication. From their offices in Chico, Oakdale, and Santa Cruz, California, to Vienchen, Laos, Fish Bio is committed to solving natural resource challenges locally and globally. Learn more at www.fishbio.com. And Amp.Bill. Amp is a software design and engineering shop located in Chico, California. Amp creates beautiful apps for mobile and desktop devices, wearables, and the Internet of Things. Amp develops native, web, and hybrid apps on a variety of platforms. Chad, who co-hosts this podcast, is the agency's founder. Learn more at www.amp.bill.